Are you feeling unfulfilled in your career and tired of living for the weekend? Do you want to create a life and business you don't need a vacation from? I'm your host, Wendy Schultz, and this is Create a Life You Don't Need a Vacation From podcast. Hello and welcome back. Thank you again for joining me. So today's topic, I want to talk about something that's a bit mind-blowing, something that I really um, have struggled with and also have found great uh, peace with and also um, some freedom with, and that is security. So what you might be thinking is, which what I'm doing is definitely not a secure thing. What I what my life has been created is not secure at all. But here's the thing, and this is the mind blowing part: security is an illusion. Oof, right? What does that mean? So what I'm saying is that what you think is secure is actually not secure. And think about how people um, tend to live their lives. It's like, oh, well, security, I find security in um, a paycheck. Every, every two weeks, I get a paycheck from my employer. And yeah, the job sucks. I hate it. But I know I got it. It's secure. I got a job two, every two weeks. But what you find out is, well... That job may not be as secure as you think. And maybe it's happened to you. It certainly has happened to people I know and probably people you know as well, where either you get fired or you get laid off or the company ends up going under, whatever it happens to be. And the security you had is gone. Poof. So how secure is that? Really? How secure is that? And then you potentially, you know, like, oh, got to go find a new job or I got to, I rely on my unemployment and, and, or severance package or whatever. And you realize that the security just is not there. And you go find another job and, you know, rinse and repeat. Yep. You got some security there with a paycheck every two weeks, you got some insurance benefits, you probably have a 401k. Um, there's, there's definitely some consistency typically, but security in fact is, is an illusion. You don't have security. And I'll never forget, I was listening to a podcast once and I believe, oh gosh, um, uh, I can't remember the name of the guy. Dan Miller, maybe? Um, but anyway, he well, brought up the story of someone who had said this. And I thought, wow, wow, this really just makes a lot of sense. And what it was, was he was telling the story of an entrepreneur who said that, you know, people think that a job is secure, but what happens is that when you have a job or an employer, you have one client, that employer. And if that employer decides that they don't want you as a customer or AKA employee anymore, they can pull it, you know, fire you, lay you off, whatever. And that is, you know, you have one client. Now you got to find another client. On the opposite side, as an entrepreneur and a business owner, 
you can have as many clients as you want. Sky's the limit. So if you have a client that ends up leaving, then you just get another client or you have a lot of other clients already there. So there's a lot of, um, you know, you can build some security into once you get yourself up and running that you have many clients. That's not to say that, you know, entrepreneurship is terribly secure. There's a lot of things that are not secure about it. And there's things that are nerve wracking. But then the thing is, is that you build up a confidence in yourself to be able to deal with whatever comes your way. And I'm not relying on anyone or you're not relying on anyone else to build your future and to tell you when you get to take a vacation and tell you when you get to take your breaks and things like that. And that is where security starts to come in. And think about this. Think about how in your life you're finding things that are secure. And that's human nature. That's what we all want. We want to feel secure and safe and comfortable. But then when you start to uncover the fact that that's really not even true, that you can't, you know, nothing's really secure. I mean, you drive in a car and you could have an accident or you're living in your house and the, you know, gets struck by lightning and you have um, a marriage and, you know, the person could get sick and die. There's just not that security that people are seeking. And when you realize that, it's scary as hell, um, don't get me wrong, but also could be very freeing because then you allow yourself to create the future that you want and create the reality that you want and build the confidence in yourself that you're going to be able to deal with whatever comes your way. And there's a lot of things <laughs> that, that people typically will think is more secure or do because everyone else does it. So here's an example. Um, so let's say you're investing, investing in yourself and or investing in a business or something like that. And you're like, oh, I don't want to lose any money. But here's the thing. I went and looked. Okay, so if you're like me and like a lot of other people, you just take your paycheck and you send money to the four, your 401k, right? Right? To the stock market, whatever. You have a 401k. And do you know for sure that that thing is going to go up and that you're going to be able to retire off of it? No, really. But historically, it has gone up. But if you think about it, that could be really scary because you're ret you're relying on your future life retirement to be able to be paid for by this thing that you've put your money into, trusting it because that is just what everyone else has done for the last number of years. But you know what? I went and looked at my 401k just the other day. I went and looked at it and it had dropped like, I don't know, thirty, forty thousand dollars and a drop of my hat. And 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 you know, I trust it's gonna go back up actually. In fact, I think that when it's down, it's a good time to buy because that's you know, everything's on sale and you trust that the historical upward climb is gonna come back again. 
But that's the kind of thing where I'm talking about is that folks will blindly invest in a 401k because that's what everyone does. But not realizing that you could lose money. And you do lose money and you gain money every single day. It's always moving. I mean, it, in just a short time, I lost 40 grand on paper. I haven't actually done anything to sell or anything like that. So it's not like a realized gain or loss. But that's there's the loss there. Now, on the flip side, um, there was some deep trauma that happened in 2008 when the, when the real estate market crashed. I mean, deep trauma. And people are afraid to invest in real estate because of what happened 11 years ago. And it was a big deal. It was tough. I'm not saying that. But historically, real estate goes up. It goes down. It went down then. That's what freaked everyone out. It went down a lot, in fact. But here we are in 2019, and it's going back up. And it's been going back up. But people look at real estate as, in some, in a lot of cases, as more risky. What we're doing is more risky. And maybe in the in in the fashion that we are investing, yes, it could be considered more risky. Um, but it's to me no more risky than a 401k because I'll tell you my properties have not lost forty thousand dollars within the course of a couple of weeks that's yeah it you know I have to pay expenses out of them but they're something tangible that I own that I will you know could lose its value but <clears throat> excuse me it's not as volatile as some of the other things that I've invested in. And I think that's really just important to take a look and evaluate at what is it that you're you're afraid to lose money on. And then, I mean, even investing in yourself, I invest thousands of dollars in coaching every single year. And why do I do that? People think, oh, I don't want to lose money. I don't want to invest that money. When you invest in yourself, you are investing in a lifetime of tuition. I mean, it's, a, it's like a tuition. It's like college. You're going to college. Because when you invest in yourself and you invest in learning a skill set or um, a mindset that will help you be okay with making risk and doing things like that for the rest of your life, that is incredibly good investment. Incredibly. Because I'll tell you, I would not be where I am today if I had not invested in, in those coaches. And I still have coaches all the time. Why? Because there's not a stopping point where you start feeling, oh, here I am. I know everything. No, 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 no. There's not a stopping point. And in fact, the higher your business goes, sometimes the harder the blocks come or something like that. So, um, excuse me. So, for example, I, um, our business 
hit over seven figures. We were nearly $1.2 million shortly after I started. So like three years into owning the business. And as an aside, it is not all from property management and such in a store. Most of the money came from our business um, that we have with Amazon um, selling clocks. And that's probably a story for another day. But when I got to that level, you would think, oh my gosh, everything's wonderful and I'm royally rich and never have to worry about anything else again. But that's not the case. And in fact, I got even more like crazy <laughs> about, about it because it's like, oh my gosh, well, I have all this money. Oh crap, it's going to get, you know, we're going to lose it somehow or it's going to be all gone someday. And I'll tell you, that happened. That happened to us. I'm not <laughs> not going to sugarcoat it. It happened to us. I was very beginning. I was in a panic every day because I was worried that, you know, all of a sudden there was a competitor. Oh, my God, my money, you know, everything's going to go away. Then there was um, the manufacturer who... Granted, yelled at me when I first put this product to Amazon. Literally called me and was yelling at me about putting this product on Amazon. So they said, we're not direct to consumer, we're business to business. And I'm like, that's fine. Let me take care of the consumer part. And eventually they started competing with us. The price and it'll all stay fine and we'll each get alternating time in the buy box. If you know anything about Amazon... The buy box is where you got to be. So there were a couple times where I tried to compete a bit on price and then they would drop it so much. And that's probably a subject of another podcast is competition versus collaboration. But then I start to feel more secure in that. Like, okay, things are good. We'll be fine. And so we started stocking up for Christmas. And we put probably... Like two hundred thousand dollars, well, maybe it was only a hundred thousand, but a lot of money. Let's just say a lot of money in inventory on these clocks because Christmas is like the biggest season by far. So we invested all this, and then on Black Friday, um, gosh, how many years ago now? Probably two years ago. All of a sudden, Amazon was on there. So all of a sudden, Amazon's selling. And you can't really beat Amazon very easily in the buy box. And I'm like thinking, oh my gosh, how on earth am I going to be able to get rid of all this inventory? So that I was scared. I'm going to lose money, you know? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have all this inventory. I'm not going to know what to do. Thinking about it back or now, there's a lot of ways I could have been resourceful to get that. You know, we could go to hotels, door to door, sell them to friends, all, all that. Send it, sell it on eBay, sell it to other places. But at the time, it was deep panic. And I let that snowball. And I let that panic snowball for quite a while. Not realizing that Amazon is not that great at keeping stock in. So what happened is they ended up running out of stock. And we had the best month we've ever had. And And then... In January, when things calmed down, then the competition was more tough and it was hard to get um, the level of income that I'd gotten used to. 
And then, <clears throat> excuse me. So then we stopped selling them for a while. And then we decided, and we, well, we started selling some lesser, um, you know, versions, like not the, not the best ones. We did some other SKUs that were a little bit less payment. And then we decided let's try and do, um, let's just try it. Let's just grab another, whatever. It was like $10,000 in inventory. And so we did. I said, let's just go see, <clears throat> excuse me, let's just go see what would happen if we were to take them. We were like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll figure out a plan B. We will sell them door to door if we have to. So we invested in some more stock of the ones that were highly competitive. And again, a good amount of money came back from it. It's like, oh my gosh, I've been sitting here for the last six months, probably longer than that too afraid to invest in that because of maybe losing money. And I wouldn't say we even lose money. We could definitely sell them at cost. We knew that. But because of that fear, like we lost like, I don't know, it was like $400,000, probably even more because I was too afraid of losing money. And in fact, because I was afraid of losing money, I lost money, a lot of money. So fast forward, we started putting more money into it again. Started doing more money, didn't have nearly the Christmas we had the year before. And, but you know, it was still an income stream. Thankfully, while this was all going on, because it was so shaky, I decided to continue to build our business on the side or other revenue streams so that it's not all one, you know, all our eggs in one basket. If that was to go away, that I would have another revenue source that wouldn't be starting from scratch. So then this past week, all of a sudden I get an email from the manufacturer completely blindsided saying that a while back they had changed their policy, excuse me, so that they can't, that no one can sell on Amazon anymore but them. And that, and that they were going to be terminating our distribution contract because we were selling on Amazon. I had no idea when this policy changed. I didn't get any notification of it, but all of a sudden they're pulling our contract. That is scary. It is scary. But the reason I got into this whole story was because I would have freaked out had I not been coaching all along here. Because my mindset around this bit line of business from when I started to like seriously anxiety attacks, panic attacks, to the point of what actually scared us the most happened, I am in a much better place. I had a little freak out, I'm not gonna lie. I had probably a good, yeah, you know, I didn't sleep well that night, let's just say that. But the next morning, I happened to be with my coaches and I talked with them about it and we came up with a plan and I'm like back on track again and yes I'm still bummed that that line of business is gone but if I'm honest with myself that line of business has been on shaky ground since the beginning because the the manufacturer viewed us as competitors rather than partners and that was really on, on them. 
there there was a lot of time that they could you know i i'd offered to do you know some partnerships and i could do the consumer side of the business for them all that but they chose to compete instead and chose to see me as a threat so that i can't take responsibility for that part um but i do you know i'm sure me not asking permission as probably started their um, this comp- competition thing. So anyway, long story short, investing and coaching has helped me to get through this very, what could be a very um, scary time. And yes, I lost money because I was scared. And I lost money because I had um, done things that, was trying to stay safe, but in fact was costing me money. So take a look at your life and 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 look at what you think is secure, what is really comfortable. And if if you look at it more closely, you'll see that it's maybe not quite as secure as you'd like it to be. And that is a freeing thing. That's really freeing because where your security comes in is when you have something bad happen and you are able to get through it. You get your trust and your confidence from getting through it. And if you look back on your life and your history, I'm sure you can find times where you were in some pretty dire straits and you were able to figure it out and you were able to come out of it stronger. And now if that situation were to happen again, you'd be like, oh, you know, just do this, 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 and this. But before that time, that was un- that was really uncomfortable. And anything we do in life, before you do it, it's uncomfortable. You don't know what the heck. But as one of my mentors says, action is a bomb, like B-A-L-M. And when you're scared, the best way to get through it is just start taking action. Because what's the really scary part is the stuff that's unknown. And until you start taking action to start to build what is unknown and start to build it into or move it to being known, that's the scary part. That's, you know, let's just say the the hardest part of starting. And I 100% agree on that. And like, for example, this podcast. I've been talking about this for a while. But yet, I didn't know what to do. So I would... You know, put it off, put it off, put it off. Oh, I'm, you know, I don't know how to do this. And a quick Google search, and I was able to figure it out. I mean, it was that that simple. So, if there's something in your life that you're wanting to do, but you're really not sure where to start or how to start, just put in a Google search. Start researching it, and you'll find that when you have more information, that it's so much easier to take action on it or to. Um, start moving towards it because as soon as as soon as you have more knowledge then it doesn't seem as scary and if you're like me you tend to overcomplicate things in your mind or all the what ifs in the world start coming up before you even have any information to make a decision on and having that time to actually go and and research it that that's where that's where it starts just just do some research. It costs you nothing but time, right? Your own time. It, it's at all costs just to start researching. 
you know, back when I was in school and college, we didn't have, I mean, we had the internet, but it's not like it was today, right? I mean, how amazing is it that we have everything at our fingertips? You know, even have Dr. Google, <laughs> you could become your own doctor, finding, you know, Googling all your symptoms and coming up with some disease that is probably going to kill you in a year. There, There's just so much at our fingertips. And use that. Use that to get started because I think that when you start to investigate, then you'll realize that it's really not as hard as you thought. Or if it is as hard as you thought, then you can start looking for people who are good at this stuff and who know it. And you can hire them, um, pick their brain. Uh, you can spend time with them and realize that it's really not as bad. There's a lot of experts out there and I am not smart in everything. Believe me, I am terrible in some things. But then I hire people to help me. And that is where I can streamline and get to the place I want to be much, much, much quicker because someone else is an expert in stuff that I'm not good at. And the last thing, and I'm sure I'll talk about this again. If you're going to start a business, put away the excuse that you don't have a business background or a business degree. Because I'll tell you what I learned in business school back in, I graduated in 2000, and then I actually have an MBA from, uh, I think, 2010. What I learned back then is nothing about what's going on today. So yeah, I learned some basics on on business, but that stuff's all available to you on Google. You, you don't need to have a business degree to get street cred. You don't need to have a business background to have street cred. I started things I have no idea. I didn't, I'd never started, I'd never worked in a day in my life in retail and I started a retail store. I never owned a vacation rental. I never did property management. I started a property management. I'd never done remodeling. I started remodeling. And why? Because I just have the confidence in myself that I will figure it out. And at times I say it's better to be naive and then not know what you're getting yourself into. And um, I think that's true because either I would have talked myself out of it or I would, you know, like I would have never started if I knew all the stuff that I, I you know, would encounter. But now that I have gotten through all that stuff, gosh, do I have a lot of skills I've added to my resume, if you will. I have a lot of things, a lot of things I had no clue about and I've learned from them and they are just going to fuel me forward and help me in any future adventure. So don't worry about feeling secure and safe and comfortable. Start moving out of that comfort zone because I promise you that's where all the magic happens. That is where all the fun happens. That is where you get to live your life and your dreams. And that is where you don't live in regret. So have a great day. Thanks again for listening. Take care. Thank you for listening in to the Create a Life You Don't Need a Vacation From podcast. And if you're ready to create a life and business that you don't need a vacation from, be sure to reach out to me on facebook.com forward slash your permanent vacation. And also, be sure to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss any future episodes. Have a great day. Take care now. Bye.